Okay, what's happening, everybody? How's it going today? It's a wonderful-looking Sunday morning outside on this May 3rd, 2020. Hope everybody's doing well. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, we're just gonna cop. I'm just gonna come right out. Come, uh, I can talk this morning. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Maybe I more coffee. Hold on. As I, as I slurp like a classy broad. All right, I'm just gonna get right into it. Uh, I got a I got buddies that just put out a uh, a new song. Well, it's a cover song. It's uh, "Ain't No Sunshine." originally by Bill Withers, who just passed away not that long ago. They've been doing this song for quite a long time. Uh, every time I've seen them, they've played it. They always do like this giant solo section in it where they just, Dave will run around the crowd and just be like, hey, you play guitar, you want to do solo? And they'll just random people do a solo. Um, he, he came up to me once and, well, a couple times. I denied a few times, but one time I did it, it, it you know, I don't solo, so it was dog shit. But uh, that name, uh, the that band is called Outrageous. Uh, Dave uh, Dragus is the uh, mastermind, but his band is uh, his band's awesome. He everybody in the song takes a take a takes a solo, and it's awesome. So go to outrageous.com. I'll put uh, links in the video and then in, uh, in the description. O-U-T-D-R-E-J-A-S.com. He has other, other things that, you know, well, he's a flatlander, so I guess what, we, what can we say? He's got fuckthepackers.com. <laughs> it goes right to, his, right to his outrageous stuff, which is hilarious. <coughs> and it you know we're from wisconsin we want to be good packer fans but that's fucking hilarious i don't know i don't care <laughs> but it's cool i listened to my car the other day i jammed it it's really good sounds awesome the performances are great so you should go check that out uh dave and the rest of the band and outrageous you guys should be very very proud of yourself it's a very very good song good performance so you did you did good times there buddy and he's just the greatest guy ever he uh he wears a suit when he plays every time and he's always got this giant smile on his face and he has a ton of energy and he's just a he's an awesome dude so you should you should listen to his music he's got a bunch of uh bunch of songs out they've been a band for quite a long time so yeah, good stuff. That outrageous over there. Anyways, I'm going to. Uh, I, I was I was taking a long time to figure out what I'm going to talk talk about today. And I got a bunch of ideas, but nothing was really, um, really sticking out to me today. But then I found something that stuck out to me. I am going to talk about my first gig. Back when I was 15 years old, I had to look it up. Um, as I know, I mentioned, I think on my first episode that we dedicated the show to Chris Farley, who had just passed away like a few days before. So Chris Farley passed away on December 18th in 1997, which would make my first show the Saturday, 
December 20th, 1997. You know, we did the nerdy. We dedicate this show to uh, Chris Farley, who you've never known, but, you know. Well, he's a fat guy and he's funny, so damn. I'm not funny, but I'm the other thing. Ugh. Oh, well. <laughs> um, this, uh, the show is put together uh, by a guy who actually played in the ba- his band for a little while. Um, his name was Adam Gross. Just a, he, he was a, he just wanted to play music and he wanted to have other people play music too. So he threw this show, it was at a, uh, elementary school in Manchez, Wisconsin. Yeah. We're getting smaller here. Um, Richfield, Hubertus, that area at, at the Platt elementary school. It's on Platt Road. That it's a very, um, very prestigious area. No, it's really in the middle of nowhere. But it didn't matter because it was awesome. Um, leading up to that show, I don't think we were banned that long. I think we probably were a band just at the beginning of that year, which would have been so. Uh, yeah, sophomore year? Yeah, that sounds right. We went through a couple of iterations. I think I touched on it a little bit in the uh, in that first show, but I, I probably didn't go into too far detail. We went through some iterations. You know, you always do. You just jam with people, and, you know, some want to be in bands. Some just want to, you know, come over because you're buddies and you want to, you know, probably smoke weed or something like that. Um, you just, you know, buddies and you want to hang out and jam. So you just play some, you know, whatever Nirvana or Bush songs or whatever it is at the time. Um, you just hang out and just do stuff. So we didn't really get like a, uh, uh, band together until probably the beginning of that school year. So, okay. December. We're probably only a couple months in, really. So we had a, uh, I, I played bass, a drummer who I said, if you listen to the first episode, that he probably was only playing, because I think I said, I, I told him to start playing in the summer before that. So he's probably only got six months, maybe, well, maybe a little bit more, but either way, not a lot. Uh, the guitar player we had, he's, he, he teaches guitar now and has been in a bunch of higher profile bands, Jason Hagberg. We were in our first band together. So he's awesome. He was, he was really, he was really good back then. And then he's obviously just phenomenal now. So if anybody knows Jason, shout out to Jason. And Chris Scharf was the drummer. Like I said, he hadn't had a whole lot of seat time, but he was coming along just fine. Uh, and then our singer was Paul Rose. Now, I haven't talked to him quite a long time. Um, you know, then like I said, me playing, me playing bass. But we had put together, I don't know exactly. I'm sure we probably wrote a bunch of songs. Um, I think we probably only played maybe six of them or something we were all original man couldn't play no covers man 
Yeah, we all we played all original songs. Um, <laughs> I I don't remember what they. I, I think I remember like one riff, and it's it's not it's not good. But what can you do? We're fifteen years old, and our first band, your first band is gonna suck. For by and large, it's gonna suck. So we weren't we weren't we weren't good, and we. We definitely weren't ready to play the show, but it, you just got to do it. You're not really ever ready to play your first show. You just kind of, you just do it and, you know, you go and play and you'd be nervous as shit. <clears throat> but this band, this, this show had a whole bunch of bands on it. And unfortunately, I can't really remember. There's no documentation of it. Maybe somebody has a flyer somewhere, but you know, I'm not, I definitely wouldn't hold my breath on that. But there was Adam, you know, Adam Gross, the guy who put it together, his band played first. They were called Squeezy Cheese. Fantastic name. <laughs> I actually played bass for that band for a little while. Um, I don't know when. I don't, it was after, obviously, after this, but I played bass for them and. I, uh, it didn't really go anywhere. We had some fun. We played, I I still remember one of the riffs. It's like one of my favorite riffs. I can, I still, uh, I still remember it. And every once in a while, all of a sudden I'll start playing it. So this is a neat riff. Shout out to Squeezy Cheese. Shout out to Adam Gross. And then we played. And I remember when they were putting this, we didn't have a, we didn't have a name. You know, you put the show like months. Uh, you you put the show together a a bunch of months ahead of time. You know to get flyers out, and you know there's there was a ton of bands on this. So trying to schedule them all and all that stuff, even you know just a local show, you know. But you have like there had to have been six or eight bands. I think we always do these giant shows and only charge like five bucks or something like that you know it, a buck a band was like where you wanted to be at for a lot of these um these shows so i think it couldn't have been more than five bucks i don't think so, so squeezy cheese went on first and then our band which like i like i was just getting into before i sidetracked we didn't have a name when they first asked us to play. So somebody, whoever was making the flyer, I think I, I knew him. We we're all, you know, we we're all buddies, you know. They walked up and was like, hey, what is, what's your band name? What do you need to put on here? Uh, um, uh, uh, we don't, we don't have a name. Well, just, you got to tell me something. I need to put, I need to put something on here. Uh, uh radioactive jellyfish. I don't know. It was the 90s, man. man fucking lay off, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I was 15. That was like, for whatever reason, that was the first thing that that popped in my head. Maybe that, maybe I should bring the name back. Oh, man, my next band should be called Radioactive Jellyfish. Why are you called Radioactive Jellyfish? Cause we're radioactive, man. <laughs> oh, I'm dumb. 
oh, well, three people may have laughed at that. And hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> so we didn't have a name. We didn't come up with under 21, which is what we settled on until, uh, I don't know. I, I think it was probably just a few weeks, maybe a month before the show. But they already had the flyers put up and stuff. So on the flyers, we uh, we rolled in as radioactive jellyfish. Woo! <laughs> uh, let's see. Other bands. I think there was a band called Technicolor Soul. I think they played. I'm pretty sure uh, that had my old buddy Tony on bass. He was so good. He's st- probably still so good. I haven't heard him play in quite a long time. Shout out to Tony. But so awesome. Um who else was in that band? I think his brother, Larry. Yeah, Larry was in that band. Shout out to Larry. I'm going to be putting a bunch of shout outs today because that's how I roll. Um, I was just, as I hit record on here, and then as I'm starting to talk, I remember another one. I th- I'm pretty sure band called Shifter was on there. There were another band that was really, they're, they're like super heavy. And they were really good. They were one of like those bands that like you wanted to play with. And I just happened to like be buddies with them. You know, like my buddy Tim, shout out to Tim. He played drums. He was awesome. Eric Stingline, Jared Mance, and Barry Bruce. There we go. I got it. I'm pretty sure they played that show. And if I didn't, well, you're going down in the um in the archives as as you did. So shout out to all of them. Shout out to Shifter. I wish I could find that music. I wonder if it's as good as we thought it was. Probably still liked it. I'd, I'd probably still like it. So, and then uh, I'm sure there was a bunch more bands. I can't, I can't remember. But the band that headlined, they were called Us Things. They were probably, I think I said this before, but they were probably the best band to come out of that area. I was able to hunt down some songs that they had done. I think there's six songs. I found them. They, their page had liked a two fifteen post. And you know where it tells you like, you know, the amount of people who like the post and then a couple of people who did, it said us things. It was grr. You know, my spidey sense went off. So I looked into it and Oh, Oh, this is real. I clicked on it. Went into it. Oh, this is the us things. I don't know why they liked my my thing, but hey, that's fine. And then they had Bandcamp. Probably what is it? Us things I'm guessing. Uh, pay us what you want for our songs. Oh, okay. So I was able to find six songs, I think. And uh, still. Still great as I always thought they were. Just brings me back and I love it. It's so dang good. So look up us things. Shout out to us things. I actually don't really know them personally. I've hung out with them a few times, but I'm I'm sure they none of them would uh, recognize me off of a you know off a cereal box or anything like that, which is fine. It's okay because they're awesome. And I, uh, I profess my diehard fandom to you, us things, 
20 some odd years after the fact. Uh, they actually came back a little bit oh, early 2000s. A couple of the guys have gone and mo- had moved on, but then a couple of my friends uh, stepped in and they did, they did a couple shows. I remember seeing them at the Globe East. Yeah. Yeah, anybody from Milwaukee or is in the music scene in Milwaukee, you remember the Globe East. I have no idea what it turned into. Maybe if someone on the uh, comments or on social media can tell me what it turned into. Because I know it didn't stay the Globies too long after I saw them, whenever that was. Early 2000s. So yeah, tell me what that turned into. So Us Things headlined that show. And it was super exciting because actually Us Things was the first show I ever went to. Uh, It was in seventh grade they did this local show at the vfw hall in hartford and it was just them i think and they played for hours they had their own pa they had the whole thing set up lights the whole deal was a damnest thing and me being i don't know 12 years old decked out in my um flannels and my my baggy jeans and probably skate shoes of some sort, you know, <laughs> it was the nineties. Relax. <laughs> Lay off. Um, I saw them when I was 12 years old and it was just, I, 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 you know, you got to try to play cool in front of your buddies, right? Cause it counts, but I was floored. I was absolutely floored. They played nonstop for hours. Had to have been three, at least three hours, I would say, at least. The singer would uh, hop off stage and the, the bass player would sing a song or two just to give the singer a break. You know, a break, he'd go and, go and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> but, oh, they were so good. So good, and they were, they were way... They were far, I think they were kind of far a, a, ahead of everybody else as for how good they were. They had record deals, I guess, and they had to turn them down. Or I guess not had to, but I think they got record deals while they were in high school. Offers, I should say. And while they're in high school, they turned them down because we're like, dude, we're in high school. <laughs> but I don't think they la- they were older than me, you know. And I don't think they they lasted that much longer after they were in high school. I could be wrong. I can't quite remember the the details, but yeah, we got to play with them at our first show. And I don't think the other guys in the band really were really keen on that. Or I don't know if it was necessarily a big deal, but sure it was a big deal to me. So I guess it was a big deal. So I tried to make it as big of a deal for everybody else as it was for me. I don't know if I succeeded, but that's okay. That doesn't matter. I think everybody else was kind of nervous and stuff, and so was I. You know, it's true. I, they didn't have uh, the word introvert, I don't think, back then. At least I don't remember hearing it. But, like, I was an introvert. I think most of the other guys were 
for you know a little bit. Not uh, Chris, not so much. He was he was out he was out there. He would talk to anybody, and I don't know how Paul really. He was kind of an introvert, but I know Jason and I were pretty were introverted. So even like doing speaking in front of your class, you know, in school when you got to do your reports and stuff, it was very difficult. And I don't know if that was difficult because I was introverted. I think it was probably more difficult because kids are assholes. <laughs> and kids judged your every move. And don't worry, I was kids too. So when I was done with my book report or before I had to do it, I was judging everybody else like they were going to judge me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids are dicks. Oh, man. <laughs> so anyways, I was nervous. You know, and we we weren't opening the show, which was cool. Cuz, you know, there's, you know, when you open a show or when the show first starts, there's people filing in yet. You know, all that kind of stuff. So I, at that time I was like, I don't want to be part of that. So it was cool when somebody played like, uh, I think they probably played 20 minutes. You know, I think they only had like four or five songs and he just, he threw the show. He was like, I just want to go first. I'm just play and it'll be fun. Excuse me. So they played and you know, uh, at this time I had just played out of a real small amp and I think they backlined the whole thing too. Like I think every band was just going to play you know, using uh, the same cabs. I think everybody used a play. I think everybody played the same drum set. I can talk today. Need more. Need more go juice here. I think everybody played the same kit. I think everybody played through the same cabinets. I know I played through this like this big amp that I never played. I never. I think I had a combo amp. I think I had the combo amp at that time. You know, and that's fine. It was plenty loud, but I'm playing. I think I think it was at least a four ten, maybe a four twelve, or not a four twelve, uh, eight ten. I think it was just four ten. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I just thought of this a little earlier, so you know. And then uh, I think Jason had a. No, I think he just had a combo amp at that time. He had a he he bought a full stack later, but. I think he was just he I think he played through half stack at that show. I don't I don't know the amp. And I'm pretty sure the drums were backlined. So all we had was our guitars and you know if he had any pedals or anything. So we don't know what to do. We show up. He we're 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 under twenty one. We're gonna play now, you know. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I you know, we're sta- I, I remember standing in the crowd watching Squeezy Cheese. Yeah, that sounds really strange to say, but that it happened. Okay, it's a '90s layoff. <laughs> so I'm watching Squeezy Cheese in the crowd, and I think probably the guys are around. You know, we're kind of probably in in close proximity to one another. Going, I'm gonna have to play after this, huh? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no clue. I didn't know anything about, you know, I mean, I mean, I was 15 too. I didn't have to stretch or anything, but like warming up, 
mean, I'm not good at it now. I definitely didn't know anything about warming up back then. So I remember watching Squeezy Cheese, and they are just playing. And, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't have much experience either. And I think they were just doing it for fun. They only played, excuse me, they that might only been that might have been the only show they ever played. Uh, no, I don't think I'm right about that. When I was with them, I played one show, kind of. It was in my backyard. We did like a last day of school show with Squeezy Cheese and Under Twenty One. That might have been in '98. I think it was. I built a little stage for just for the drum set. It was like a two by four tall. <laughs> Turned on its side. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But I think that was like, I don't even know if that was really a show. You know, that was just a thing. And a couple of people did come. It was quite weird. But but cool weird. So that might have been the only show that they actually played. And then I know Adam talked his, uh, his brother into playing bass. I don't think he was a bass player. He did fine. Uh, Mitch Nearing was the drummer in that band. He was actually really good. Shout out to Mitch. I don't know what he's doing these days, but he was he was really good. And uh, Adam was weird <laughs> in a good way again. Um, but he was he was a good guitar player too. Um, I lost contact with him quite a long time ago, but. Um, Thanks for having letting me play with you. It was a lot of fun. I remember it being a lot of fun. And I know me being like way underage, I used to try to talk him to buy buy me cigarettes. And he always didn't want to do it. But I probably whined and complained and he and he ended up doing shot it. No, I don't know if he did. No, I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> Teenage me trying to buy trying to hustle eighteen plus year old people to buy me smokes it was 18 back then wait it was 18 until like six months ago <laughs> but uh yeah we we get up there you know i don't i don't know if i was in tune i don't i know i definitely wasn't I don't, i'm pretty sure i wasn't like listening to like really anybody you know i just we only probably it was either 20 minutes or a half an hour we played and I'm sure that was pushing all the material that we had. And it went by so quick. But there was a lot of people there. I, d- I don't know how remember how many. And it very well, I could be remembering more than there was. But I'm pretty sure it was a pretty damn, ex- damn successful show. I know there was quite a bit of people there. I don't know how many, but I, I know it was was a good amount of people. So we're playing in front of these people. I know some. I I know some of them. I don't know all of them. I know some of them, and people are like, kind of doing some clapping. You know, a little bit of hooting and hollering. <laughs> but we had fun. I remember being terrified. But then after like, well, it was probably almost close half the set. So let's say we played half an hour. Probably took two songs to get like the nerves out. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And we did it. We played. 
And like I said, we had backlined all the stuff, so we didn't have to like take anything off. Just Jason had to grab some of his pedals. Maybe Chris had to use his own cymbals. That would make sense. I just grabbed my bass. I don't even know if I, I think it was just the chord was already there. So I just grabbed my bass and we're, we're off the stage. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I'm sure I was being like hard on myself. Like, oh man, I screwed this up or screwed that up. I don't know. I'm probably judging or, you know, thinking of who, who I am and who I was at the time. I, I'm sure it was, oh, I fudged this up. We fudged that up, blah, 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 blah. Rather than just going, we just played our first show. And maybe some of that went away, and then I got to the we just played our first show thing. We just played our first show. You know, the next band was probably going on, and, you know, it was loud and stuff like that. And I'm, sh- You know, maybe we got a couple of, you know, good jobs, I'm sure. I'm sure most of it, people were just like, <laughs> I don't want to get this juju on me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember. But we played our first show. And that was, you know, by the end of this year, that'll be 23 years ago. Can't believe it's been that long since I played my first show. It's been a long, it's been a a long twisting road. (laughs) There's been a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Out of the, I don't know how many shows I've played, hundreds. I've played a decent amount of shows in my life. I think there, I'm going to get into another show probably of things that I learned from, from then till now. Maybe I'll do that next week. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. But there were some weird things that happened leading up to this show. You know, I mentioned before how, you know, we we didn't have a name. You know, Radioactive Jellyfish, that's her name. <laughs> Layoff, it was the 90s. But the one thing that I remember leading up to the show, this is our first show, right? So we weren't sure if Chris, the drummer, was going to be able to play it or not. Because it was, we had just started Christmas break at school. And Christmas break, he would always go visit his mother. His mom and dad split up, you know, when he was young. But he would go visit his mom, which is all fine and dandy. I think she lived in London at the time. So, like, he got to go to friggin' England for for Christmas break. But he was supposed to leave on the 19th. That was the plan. <coughs> Excuse me. He was supposed to leave on the 19th, which uh when you have a show on the 20th, that means you don't have a drummer. <laughs> so I think before we were 121 even, we were thinking that we needed to get a replacement drummer for our first freaking show. I talked about this guy a few times on the show before, but guess who is going to be our replacement drummer? 
Ryan. Shout out to RJ Styles. Shout out to Ryan Turuf. Shout out to my brother. Talked to what was it last week? I talked to about him. Yeah, he was drummer back then. Young, you know, as we all were, but he was going to be the replacement drummer. And we had we we had a couple. They weren't rehearsals. We didn't know our music well enough to be for them to be rehearsals. They were practices. I'm pretty sure we had two or three practices where Ryan would come over to the to the uh, practice space, which was in Chris's basement, <laughs> and he would come over and use Chris's drum set, and Chris would be there as he was, like, trying to uh, figure out these songs. So my buddy Ryan, which I actually wasn't, we weren't, like, super great friends with at the time. I want to say... Jason knew him and Ryan was drums in, you know, like school band and stuff like that. He played kit. So I, somewhere along the line, I think Jason knew him. So I didn't really know him that well, but yeah, we were going to have to have a replacement drummer for our first show when we're 15 freaking years old. (laughs) So we had a couple of practices, and then Chris goes, uh, I was able to move my flight. I'm going to leave the 21st. But he had to leave, like, super early. <laughs> that poor guy was probably on the airplane at 6 o'clock in the morning to make, like, a, what is that, like, 8 or 9-hour flight? Actually, probably would have had to stop in New York, so who knows? So, yeah, he was probably on doing something with an airport for, like, 10 hours the next morning after playing his first show. <laughs> it wasn't super late. You know, we probably played at, I don't know, 6 or 7. So, I mean, we weren't, we weren't playing at 1030 or something like that. But there was probably a curfew to the show, really, because it was in an, at an elementary school. But yeah, we had a little bit of weirdness that had to happen right before we are going to play our first show. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be, right? We played the show, and uh, I know Chris had to, had to hightail it out of there pretty much right away. So his, his dad was probably there, actually. I'm guessing he was. Shout, shout out to Senor Scharf. He's a Spanish teacher, so that's what his name was. Um, yeah, little things I remember, like the day of the show, I remember my mom was driving me out there. Because I couldn't drive. I was 15 years old. And we had people in the car. I know she she had like an Explorer or something like that, and we loaded the you know, I had my base, but we loaded the car with people. I know we had people sitting in like the backpack and my mom was pissed. I was like, come on, we need to add one more person. Are you kidding me? We don't have any room. We'll make room, mom. We'll make room. Thank you. <laughs> we probably had, let's see here. 
counting my mother and myself, we probably had four or five other people in the vehicle. And that, you know, if anybody knows anything about a 94 Explorer, they they didn't have any room. Really, they really didn't have much room. They were okay in that part, but besides being called an exploder, but that's another story for another time, I think. Um, they didn't have a whole lot of room. So, like, yeah, we had we had a couple people jammed in the back, like where the hatch is. <laughs> and my mom was really mad. And I think she dropped us off. And it's not like we lived. That was probably a half an hour drive. I would say, yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. And it's not like we lived close. I think she dropped us off, turned around, and then there had to have been a uh, curfew. I would say probably a 10 o'clock curfew, I'm guessing, where we had to, like, be done with the show. That's that's my guess. Maybe 9 o'clock. So maybe it was earlier. I don't know. But I'm going to guess 10 o'clock. So there's a 10 o'clock curfew. So I'm sure my mom just came back at 10 o'clock to come and get us. I would say that's probably what happened. <laughs> so we jam all these people in to the uh, to the vehicle and go to the show. You know, I get to, I, I I'm playing, so I don't have to pay. You know, I'm cool. I'm playing today, bro. It's the nineties. Relax. We didn't say that actually. We say that more now today than we did back then, <laughs> bro. I say it all the time. <laughs> um, so we play the show, do a little thing like I like I just went through. Radioactive jellyfish shouting out. Um, my mom come and picks picks us up. I don't think we had quite as many people. I think they had other rides, but nonetheless, like we still had a packed vehicle. And. Uh, you know, my mom probably asked me how, how to go because I think she probably didn't want to. She didn't. She didn't want to embarrass me because when my mom would watch me play sports, football, baseball, whatever, she'd be like the loudest one, and then she would get all the other parents to like be loud too. So there was this little group of super loud parents, and led by my mother, who was just. Unbelievably loud. <laughs> it was great, but it's like, yeah, everybody knows that's my mom, so a little embarrassed. But <laughs> looking back, it was awesome. Shout out to my mother. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'm sure she probably asked me well, how'd it go. Oh, it was good, mom. It was good. You know, my my 15 year old teenage angst. Good mom. It was cool, you know. We had fun, mom. <laughs> I'm sure it was just whatever, you know. Trying to play it cool, you know, but you know, you get the excitement, you get you're super freaking nervous, you're playing in front of people for the first time. But it led me it started that was like the start to down the path. I played my first show. Got it out of the way, you know, and it was it was pretty successful. We didn't have any CDs, we didn't have any merch, nothing like that. I don't know if anybody did. It wasn't like that. 
but we played our first show. Got it out of the way, and it's just it's it led it led me to the path, or led me down the path, I should say. It was been a bunch of forks in the road and roadblocks and all that stuff, but you know, it led me to here. I'm talking to myself in a microphone, looking at my computer or my my, my uh, computer screen, while I have a camera watching me. And then uh, whoever is still listening is still listening to me yammer. So it led me here. So December 20th, 1997, that's where it all really started. You can play in your bedroom. You can play in the basement. But until you play shows, are you really really a band? Maybe that's another discussion for another day. I'm not sure. Maybe there really isn't anything there, but it's kind of interesting. If you don't go and play shows, are you really a band? But I digress. One one special thing that I really do remember of the show, I mean, it was a, I know it was fun. I know we saw a bunch of really good bands. But one takeaway, <laughs> this is the first time I got punched in the face. <laughs> During us things, there was like a circle pit. You know, I ain't gone to that many shows. I think that was probably the second, maybe third, possibly the absolute max third show I've ever been to. So I'm not like really privy to any of this stuff, right? So there's a circle pit happening. I'm just standing on the outside because I'm like, I don't know if I want any part of this. And I really didn't. I think I do, I don't think I know if I've ever done a circle pit. I know I've been in pits, but I'm definitely too old for that shit now. But me being 15, I'm standing on the outside of this pit. And people are running around, running into each other. You know how it do. And all of a sudden, this girl, she's in this pit. She stops and stares at me. Just looks at me. And, not, and it felt like an eternity, but it, was, it was, probably wasn't that long. Maybe a second. And she winds up and she punches me in the face. Not one of those straight-on jab ones where it got my nose, but like a you know a looping one, so it kind of hit me in the cheek and the jaw. She hit me, and then she just went back to doing what she was doing. <laughs> you know, I just took a punch. I just took a punch from a girl. But I was 15. I just played my first show. I'm watching like my, you know, the one of the best bands ever in my opinion, and I get walloped in the face. (laughs) Pow, right in the kisser. And I'd say layoff, it's the 90s, but I think people get punched in the face anyways. Shit, I watch people getting voluntarily punched in the face, (laughs) and they get paid for it. (laughs) So, yeah. That wasn't the that wasn't the first time I got punched, but I think that might have been the first time I really got punched in the face. And damn it, I think I took like a champ. 15-year-old me. Be freaking proud of that. <laughs> All right, well, that's a good that's a good spot to end, I think. Uh, I appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to me yammer about my first show. But at least you got a little bit of laugh by picturing young um no chin 
hair having me getting punched in the face by a probably like a five foot two inch girl just walloped but i took it like a champ appreciate it, everybody thank you very much <laughs> i'll talk to you next week Thank you.